Or are you like, oh, thank God I wasn't in a bad mood at that moment? So, okay. So I actually say this in my seminars and I'm certainly, I'm certainly not batting 100. But those Nobody stories, does, man. Th- those stories are like everything to me for a number of reasons. But like, it makes me feel really good. It's like, dude, I met you one time. It was like, you were so fucking nice. And this was 10 years ago, whatever, right? And it's just nice to know that I had some, um, that I've had so, at least to a degree some uh, stability or consistency. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Eden Podcast. This is the Christmas special, episode 16. We're really excited to be here. What, what, what episode is it? 15. Oh, fuck. Hey, guys. We're on with Bobby Johnson, Blendo Bully on Instagram. This is the Eden Podcast. We're really excited to have him. And let's hear about what he's been doing. By the time this airs, we'll know if you want Ink Master or not. So you might as well just tell the audience. By the time this airs, you'll know if I lost or not. That's also true. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I've been telling you the whole time that you're just going to win that shit. I'll be, I'll be pretty surprised if you don't win, to be honest. But I'll still, I'll so, still love you. So, so many people are like, dude, you, you won, right? You had to have won. And I'm just like... I super duper appreciate everyone being so competent. It's got to be stressful. But I think they're sleeping on like people in the cast, even even people that got eliminated early. Joel is a really good tattooer. I was telling you about it when we were in the car the other day. Joel, his first tattoo is not a great representation of who he is as a tattooer. Yeah. That kid is talented. Yeah. Like, mm. He is good and he got and that's that's what's crazy about that's what's crazy about the competition in general is that you not only have to have these skills, but you have to meet whatever challenge it is, right? And sometimes being week number one, when you're open to like, hey, what represents you, what you know, you can do whatever you want, it's all up to you. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. For and sure. you're probably going back and forth, this design, that design. I've decided that week that I was just going to commit, right? But Joel, he chose what he chose, and it. I even talked to him about it after. I was like, dude, I'm so bummed because, like, you're such an amazing, amazing tattooer. I'm not joking. Mm-hmm. This kid is not a week one yeah. exit. But yeah. the thing about Ink Master or any competition is is just that, right? And I think that if you read the comments on Ink Master or anything like that, people are confused as to what Ink Master is. And they, they get hung up on the word master, right? They're like, Ink Master is someone that can do all the styles and they can just crush it. And it's like, well, if that were the case, they would have to eliminate several people every week. They don't realize that they're watching essentially a a kind of a game show. Yeah. Right? It's like It's like, no, the challenge is to make it to the next week. If this week's challenge was black and gray realism and you made it through that week – Maybe you didn't do a great tattoo. Maybe I'm talking about myself right now. Uh, <laughs> but you made it to the next week. Then you made it through the next week. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're not an ink master or like like um, new school or any any style or like, you know, I, I just picked black and gray realism. But, you know, if you if you make it through the next week, that's the game. Yeah, for right? sure. Making it to the end yeah. and having the best tattoos at the end, like that's the game. I think people get so weirdly caught up on this like everyone's supposed to be able to do everything it's like and it's not how it is in the real world too yeah i i was always told whole ass one thing be the best at one thing instead of being really good at everything right that's my that's my perspective as well yeah i mean you and you can skew the one thing that you're whole assing or you can you can um switch that one thing up and you can also if you want to stretch yourself and be good at everything great but there's only so many people that can be incredible at everything i always say there's only one dj tamby yeah right i i I think that's true like when you talk about artists that are like legit like proficient at every style like he's the only one that comes to mind like i can't think of another like big name artist that does even more than one style really Right. And the thing is, and the thing is, I think it's getting, I think I don't want this to be confused here because I know that there's plenty of tattooers out there that do tons of styles 
maybe all of them, and they do them well. Yeah. Right? But what I mean by DJ Tambi is he is the type of person that can do any style, and he does it exceptionally. Yeah. Right? Um, there's tattooers on this season of Ink Master that are really good at, like, they're good at every style, right? But they excel <laughs> at one thing more than the other. Yeah. Right? And that's this season. There's there's several, right? Yeah. John John is John, for example, is a tattooer that can do any style, right? He excels at I think the things that he's most passionate about, like Japanese stuff. But he can give you a really fucking nice tattoo in any style. I would say another person that comes to mind that can do any style really, really well. I was talking to you about him yesterday. Uh is um london reese mm. he he's kind of similar to dj in a way that like he he's just he's great at portraits he's great at you know traditional yeah. he's great at tradi like he can do anything right yeah black and gray realism like he's just and those are so few and far between and for me personally i definitely wouldn't be where i am in my career today if i were still doing like everything when i first started i did everything right that's kind of what was yeah, the yeah. name whatever yeah. was walking in i just wanted yeah. a tattoo but uh yeah it's really it's it's just tough i and i decided no i want to do these tattoos yeah right well it's also literally just like time that you spend in your style i mean i'm sure you've heard the ten thousand hours of excellence thing right if you're doing uh what do you what do you call your style i'm not gonna say neotrad i know that's a bad word i okay so i i, I i'm a big advocate for this Okay, well, we'll get to this in a second. I'll say I'll say Baroque tattooing, just for example, okay. and then we'll get back yeah. to that. So if if you spend 10,000 hours doing Baroque tattoos, you're going to be really fucking good at that. But if you're having to split that up between different styles every day, you're just not going to get better at it as fast, you know? Right. I mean, so that's why it's so impressive that DJ can, like, slay everything like, right. really, really well. And I'm sure that there's people <laughs> – that's the other thing, too. I'm I'm not saying this – from a perspective that I'm 100% correct, right? That's just my perspective. People are probably upset. Like, no, you can be good at, okay, great. That's great for whoever can. Yeah. I'm just saying that I think for most people and for myself specifically, I'm a 10,000 hours guy, hone in on my one thing, my shit. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not here to debate anyone on anything. Yeah. Yeah. I just agree. I'm agreeing with yeah. you that for me, that's the formula. Right. Well, yeah. even yeah. even like from a marketing perspective, I feel like if you do like a bunch of different styles, it's hard to market yourself as that tattooer. Like as a tattoo collector, like all the tattoo artists I go to, they do one thing and I see their work and I'm like, I fucking I want an Alex Sorsa tattoo. I want a Jesse Ricks tattoo, a Bobby Johnson tattoo. Right. And that's tougher if you look at somebody's portfolio and it's like a little bit of everything, you know. Right. I'd personally rather go to somebody who's the best at one thing instead mm -hmm. of really really good at a lot of things right you know? i i think personally anyone who does one style at like has a niche stands out yeah it yeah. stands out there's there's very few people that are like oh well i i really like deanna's stuff but she doesn't do everything so i'm not going to get attached from her they're like no i really am drawn to deanna's stuff yeah and it's incredible. I've never seen anything like it. I need that. I want that. Yeah. Right. They're not going to stray away because Deanna doesn't do new school tattoos. Yeah. Or I don't do realism. So they're like, well, I was going to go to Bobby. I really like his style, but he doesn't do realism. Then just, so uh, I don't think I'll just go. Just go to somebody who does realism. You know? Right. Go to the realism. Does it better guy, than you? No offense. But and, and that's the other yeah. thing, too. This is what I always say. Why would I do something for someone that they can go and get better? For sure. They can go down the street and get it better. I've turned tattoos away, not because I didn't like their idea or not because I was too good or above it, but because, hey, dude, I'm not the guy that's going to give you the best tattoo that I can. Yeah. Right? I've, I'm, I'm known for, I mean, it happens less and less, but I'm known for like, hey, client comes in, my drawing's not quite dialed in. It's not as good as I want it to be. I'm not in love with this. Because I like to be in love with my work as well, yeah. right? Um, and I'm like, yo, I, I'm not ready today. You know, this being an amazing tattoo is much more important to me than money. So then it goes back to why would I take your project on that's not suited 
yeah, as well for me as it is for the dude down the street. Mm-hmm. When it's not fair to either of us, yeah. And right? I, I think when someone's getting a tattoo, there's two different types of people. There's someone who falls in love with an artist and wants to get what they want, and there's the other kind that's like, I want, I want flowers on my my chest. I want a neotrad on my leg, and then they think of, okay, who is the best neotrad person? Who's the best person at flowers that I know? And they think of that person. And that's, I think, why it's also so important to be, to strive to be the best at a certain thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I, that's, it's such a, and, and the thing is like, uh, again, <laughs> it's funny when you go, let's take, let's take Ink Master, for example, right? It's really funny how polarizing every single person on Ink Master is, no matter what. Yeah. Right. You either, you know, there's people that are like, oh, I think, I think Jazzy's the best, or I think Bobby's the best, or I think Freddie's the best, or like, oh, let's take um, Freddie's, who I thought this piece was very genius and smart. But a lot of people were talking about his, his mirror or his glass, his shattered glass thing. And it was just a couple of birds, right? Absolutely genius idea. So, so Freddie, so on the nose him. And a lot of people were like, oh, it just wasn't enough. It was too simple. And then, you know, and I, I don't know. I, I'm torn on it because it's, it is so fucking smart and so him, but I, but I know him, right? So for me, I'm like, it's just so Freddie. It's like, it's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I have a, like, a, I, 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 I'm attracted to Freddie's work not only because I like it, but because I love Freddie. So yeah. I can't help but love that thing, even though it is like basic and like, you know, hard to judge and whatever. I get that. Um, But then there's people that are polar opposite where they're like, no, Freddie's was easily the best of the day. The rest sucked. And you're like, it, it's once you realize that people are going to say what they're going to say regardless. Yeah. Um, well, and then it's, it's, it's art, right? So it's always going to be subjective. Um, and even, uh, you know, I think as you talk about ink master competition shows, like, sure, you could, in a sense, rank artists sometimes as far as like, okay, this person's black and gray is like better than this person's black and gray or whatever it is. But the reality is like some people are just going to prefer the way one person does black and gray over the way somebody else does black and gray. And that's where it comes into that subjectivity and also that like personal connection you have with that person's style specifically. You're actually, not only are you saying like exactly like just the, the, one of the best reasons for like why you should just hone in on one thing, but you are also explaining the fact that like, even if I were incredible at, everything right at the bare bones of it it's subjective yeah so everyone's like you're supposed to be an ink master you're supposed to be good at everything right well guess what dude the 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 two times so far that i've been in the bottom that were the you know yeah did was the was the cowboy great i mean it probably was definitely not the greatest tattoo i've ever done was the heart great definitely not the greatest tattoo i've ever done but two other people they might be, I'm just using me as an example. Yeah. Easy target. They might be incredible tattoos. Yeah. To other people, they're the worst tattoos ever. So subjectively, how can you possibly be good at everything? Yeah. You well, know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then uh, sometimes it, it just comes down to uh, individual preference on like specific tattoos. So like, I feel like my head tattoo is a good example. Like I knew I wanted something like, you know, kind of in this style on my head. Right. And I was you take a lot of influence from Chris and I was looking at Justin's work, everybody at grand Reaper. And like for this specific tattoo idea, I was like, yeah, I think I want to go with Chris for that. That doesn't mean that I think that his work is better than yours or that I don't exactly. like, I would fucking love it. I love your work, you know, but it's just like for that specific one, it was, it's, you know, it's tough to pick when you have artists that especially do kind of a similar style and they're like fucking masters at what they do, you know? So that's sometimes it just comes down to like splitting hairs over like, you know, I think this artist, I would prefer to have them for this specific project or this specific idea, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think that you said, you said this, like some people fall in love with the artist and I, and I think that that's on different degrees, right? So, uh, let's take Charlene, for example, from this season, right? Charlene does incredible tattoos. Um, 
she is she's very 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 well versed in in pretty much everything she's she's pretty dang good at everything right but even more so i think you fall in love with charlene right so not only do you love her tattoos but you love charlene yeah right i think that charlene would be a even if she didn't do incredible tattoos you would she would still just be as busy as you could imagine yeah. because yeah. she's just a great person to be yeah. around and people just love her you know what i mean yeah. so people fall in love with the art and the artist but like literally and and the artist's art i guess but like mm -hmm. there's so many degrees to that yeah right like and you and i were talking about this actually today on the way in uh when you suck <laughs> as a person mm -hmm. you can be the most incredible artist ever tattooer but you suck as yeah. a person like you suck dude yeah so like are your tattoos incredible yes but i don't want to get tattooed by you because <laughs> you suck yeah. dude i i I've, i think maybe i talked about this last time i was on this podcast but i can't tell you how many collectors that I've tattooed and other people that I've tattooed that have, I mean, I'm talking like below your mind tats, dude, like tattoos that are like so fucking good. They're the best tattoo on this person's body. And I go, whoa, that tattoo's incredible. Right. And they go, yeah, thanks. And I'm like, oh shit, you don't yes, like it. And they're yes. like, no, the tattoo's amazing, but I, I fucking hate it. It ruins it. Because it, it ruins it. The person, the, my experience with said person was just the worst. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know that these tattooers that are not good people to their clients are realizing that they're giving their client a, t a, a great tattoo, yeah. but a terrible, terrible experience. Terrible and I think memory. that. Yeah. And what kills me is, is people, tattooers, and we're weird artist people. I get it. And I, I can be super weird and quirky too, but. We have this idea that we're just selling our tattoos, and really we're selling an experience. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, and I'm and and here's the other thing: like, so many people have so many complaints. Like, oh, I should. I'm a tattooer. I'm not a videographer. I'm a tattooer. I'm. I. I don't. I shouldn't have to entertain. That's like, yeah, but here's the reality of it: if you won't, someone will. For sure. Mm -hmm. Right. So the thing is, yes, at the bare bones of it, we're tattooers and we're selling our art and we're artists and, and that's kind of what we're delivering. But just know these young kids are willing to treat people well, do incredible tattoos, be fun, have fun to be around. Yeah. Have fun to be around. Be fun yeah. to be around. Yeah, yeah. Create a, a, a warm shop environment. Yeah. Be surrounded by people that are also the same. Right. And are inspired to grow, not be stuck. Yes, yeah. and are inspired to grow, not be stuck. You know, accept that the fact that iPads are, you know, now what we're doing. Yeah, accept the fact that, yeah, dude, you got to put a little, little effort into reels and stuff, right? But actually, DNA. I'm going off on a tangent, guys. Stop me if you want. Wait, uh, I I do want to talk about this real quick because um that that scenario you talked about where like you talk to somebody and they're like, oh, I had a shit experience that happened to us at Golden State. Uh, we we there was this dude um. That we met, we were hanging out with super cool, and he had this super cool knee tattoo from an artist that I look mm -hmm. up to. And I'm like, this this person's awesome. I'm like, dude, is that from this guy? And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, what? And he's like, Oh yeah, dude, he was a fucking dick to me. And he told the story. And this was not it's just terrible. like had a weird experience. It was like this tattooer was a fucking dick to him. So now forever, I'm gonna look at that differently. And I know collectors too that they'll get tattooed by somebody because they like that person. They know they're gonna have a good experience with them. So there's a million artists out there could do comparable or better work. But at the end of the day, if you have a connection with somebody and you have a good experience, every time you get tattooed by them, you're going to go to them. And I was talking about that Chris tattoo at the time. I, I didn't, I didn't know you, you know, I didn't know Chris and now I know both of you and both of you are awesome. But if I would have known you and not Chris, I definitely would have gone to you because that's, it's a connection. Chris is there. a bitch. Dude. Yeah. Fuck that you guy. That, Chris, you're a bitch. Uh, underscore prim two M's block him on. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> But yeah, dude, you're, it's a connection. And that's why I always encourage our artists to, I'm going to talk about it in my presentation too. So like be, when it comes to like social media, like be a, a person, right? So you have 
obviously be nice to people and and part of eden's mission since the beginning is to like give people a great experience like top to bottom not fucking intimidate people when they walk in and stuff like that so that's a huge part of your business is like returning clients right people come and hang out with you they know you're a fucking perfectionist you're fun to hang around and you're gonna do your fucking best at every tattoo they're gonna have a great time that's why you have so many returning clients that you can never open your books because you just keep doing projects and projects and projects. But also like for those clients that you don't know yet, like on social media and stuff, I always encourage people to like show the person that you are, because at the end of the day, social media, like people want to go on there to like form connections with other people. Like that's what it's for. Right. So they want to see that you're like a person. And sometimes that's a needle mover, right? If there's a bunch of people that do a style really well, if you have a connection with a certain person, not just because of their art, but because maybe they have similar interests or you think they're cool. Like that's who you're going to get tattooed by. Right. And I think, um, I think that's something really important for people to do for, especially if you have, uh, clients that don't know you yet or haven't been tattooed by you yet, you know? Yeah. And that's the ink, ink master is good for that too. Uh, for the people that don't like, uh, go too into the reality show stuff and be a total dick. Cause, cause a lot of times I feel like uh, people, it's not an accurate representation of like how those people are on that show. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, for a, for a number I of reasons. I, I mean, I feel like it. I, I feel like it ex, um, exaggerates your yeah. personality. Yeah. So bit. I, I actually was like very, very tame on the show. <laughs> uh, I didn't want anyone to dislike me. I just, in general, I'm just a I'm just a people pleaser, you know. And I was like, fuck, I don't, I don't want to be disliked. And what's funny is that I gave almost nothing. And I saw, I actually saw another podcast, John's podcast. Shout out Honest Tattooer podcast. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm plugging other people's podcasts, but that's my guy. Uh, he was talking to well, somebody. Cut that. <laughs> cut, cut it. <laughs> this is the only podcast. Uh, but the. They were talking about Ink Master and they were talking about like, oh, I wasn't a dick on Ink Master. And one of his guests was like, no, dude, like that's you. That's what do you think that they CGI it? And like, it's funny for like a shtick. But in my case, let's say or anyone's case, right? Like it's not always just that. And and you got to You have to be OK with this when you go on the show. You know this. Uh, they're going to cut to you like <laughs> smiling when your homie gets a bad critique and it makes that it look like true. oh he's happy that he's getting a bad critique or like they're going to cut to you with a straight face when like a bummed straight face you just sitting there when somebody else wins tattoo of the day and you didn't and it's like i was happy for that guy you know what i yeah. mean like like john just won tattoo of the, of the week last week and i literally in critiques was like give it to john I can't find a, a, a single flaw in that tattoo, right? And and but like I think you just have to be okay with that being the representation of you in regards to the show, right? And while putting forth your energy, but on social media, I agree with you. You have to. You, I think, I think you can. That is, you can control one hundred percent of that, right? Yeah. So yes, yeah, so while on the yeah. show, like it, 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 it gives your personality pe to people, but even then. You don't have 100% control. Yeah. And again, I, 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 we've talked about this before. And the biggest, the number one fucking question I'm asked is, is it fabricated? And I'm like, no. Uh, is it scripted? And I'm like, 100% no. What you see on Ink Master is how it fucking is. Right. And it gets um, spicy because of the circumstances. People like spending 14 hours on set six seven days a week and like getting really tired and like anything that happens is because it's instigated too right 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 and 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 it's like it's it's all it's all real it's all it's all 100 percent that you know what i mean but anyway let's back up to social media so in so on social media you can control 100 percent of that climate i'm i'm so bad at this i'm so bad at um not giving people my 100% personality on Instagram. I think it's because I see a lot of people that will overly do it. There's definitely a balance. Absolutely. And I'm just like, oh my God, man. I, I, I can't see your kid one more time. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, 
I have two kids and they're the, my fucking everything. I didn't even know and until recently dude, that you have people two. didn't know. People like douchebag Bobby on, on Ink Master has kids, you know, from this last episode. But I, I'm very scarce on what I post in general. I wish I did have a little more like fun me. Like when I post a video of me, like tattoo cut to me dancing, tattoo cut to me dancing. That's like, this is my personality guys yeah. in like a video form of like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like a little, like that's me, yeah. you know? Um, that's how I think that you create connections, like you said, and that's how you not only fall in love with the art, but the artist as well. And, and if you don't suck, it's not that much effort. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you and I were talking about this in energy today. When people are in bad moods, I feel sorry for them because they have to li- like, they have to live with just being in a bad mood. Again, I said this at the end of this morning, I will be in a bad mood and I'm, I will audibly just be like, ah, oh, dude, I'm so fucking bummed. Why? What's up? I'm, I'm just in a bad mood and I hate it. I have no reason. I have no good reason to be in a bad mood yeah. and I fucking hate it. And these people that are in bad moods all the time, I told Deanna this, I feel sorry for them because I know how shitty it feels internally to just be in a bad mood. Yeah. And they're just like grumpy and like, oh, what was me? And like, uh, like everything else is the problem and not them. Yeah. Right. I know we're getting like, we're, we're crossing like conversation paths right now, but no, it's, I, it's, it's all connected. There's no script. Yeah. It's all connected. I think, you know, and again, like I said, I'm very, very guilty of just like being grumpy, but I, you know what it's really okay helps? It's to be in a bad mood once in a while, though. Yeah. Well, and you know what really as helps? As long as you don't hurt others. And, and uh, again, this kind of goes back to about what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. Not that this is helps hurting them, but it helps maybe get out of it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll just be in a bad mood. And I'll straight up tell my client or friends or whoever I'm around Hey, I'm really like, I'm just going to say in advance, like, I, I don't know why I'm, I'm just in a grumpy mood. If I'm snappy at all today, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And even just audibly saying that and accepting it and like, it almost is like, you know what? I'm not going to be in a bad mood today. Yeah. You know, it's such a weird, such a weird thing. Just honesty and open like that kind of shit. It's like anytime I have an issue with anyone, I really, really like to get to the bottom of it right away. Yeah. Yo, Colton, what's up, dude? Are we good? Yeah. Yeah, we're good. Why? What's up? It's just that, like, we passed each other when I was going to the bathroom, and you didn't say what's up. And I just wanted to make sure. And you're like, why would I say what's up to you on the way to the bathroom? It's like, well, I just needed to make sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're, so we're good. And it's like, oh, I was oh, like cool. the other night when, I, good when I asked you about your comment. I was like, yeah, were, were you pissed at me? You're like, no, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When we were texting? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like... Isn't that funny? But like when when, and I'm I'm very much like yo, this is eating at me. Did we good? Yeah. And nine times out of ten, it's like, what are you talking about? But yeah. like, okay, well now I feel great. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, I'm not holding anything against said person or people. I'm not like, and then that all that bad energy is just sucky. I feel like even again saying, even again just saying like, I'm in a bad mood. It's like getting rid of that shitty energy, right? Yeah. I really think that. Yeah. I just had an epiphany too. I'm thinking about all the people in my head that like are constantly in a bad mood and comparing them to people like, I don't know, maybe like us or people that aren't always in a bad mood, but it's communication because any, anyone that I can think of that isn't, that is always in a bad mood, they don't talk to people about why they're upset at them and they they don't communicate that. They keep it all to themselves. And that might be the key of of not being shitty all the time is like being open and honest with people and be like, hey, like I'm upset that you did this. Let's talk about it. I don't right. know. No, for sure. I, I, I feel like and I know again, I know that we're going off on a tangent and maybe listening back, we're like, what were we even on? But no, there's, there's, I think it's no I think it all leads back to kind of that like just a mindset of tattooing and tattooers and being like, you know, oh, I I shouldn't need to do this or I shouldn't need to do that. And just having a bad outlook on things versus just being like, you know what? I'm going to 
I'm going to crush this. Like I'm going to have this good mindset. Right. And I think that like at the bare minimum of that is like be in a good mood. Yeah. For you know? sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I, I think that I think some people are, everyone's headspace is different. And I think some people are just innately going to be in a worse mood than other people. It might be like, well, you know, I mean, it's a personality thing to some extent. Like some absolutely. people are just bubbly. Some people are just like shy and they might not even be in a bad mood, but they just come off that way. Cause they're like a little bit more reserved, you know, yeah, they yeah, need yeah. coffee and breakfast in the morning. A lot of us do. Yeah. That's me, dude. Yeah. Fucking drink <laughs> some more of that. Cause you're an asshole right now. Honestly, dude. <laughs> and you know what? And now that you said that I, I get, <sighs> yeah. Cause it was 100% serious. The first time I met Bobby was when I was around 19 years old at my very first convention at the paradise gathering. And I got the guts to go up to his booth and see him and be like, Oh my God, I'm a huge fan. I love you. Here's a, uh, picture i want to give it to you and you traded with me a drawing that you did that i kept forever and um that was just the coolest moment of my little apprentice life that's so important too not just to be like not addicted clients but i think it's so important for tattooers especially when you're in like a position of respect like just be respectful like just be you know, be a person to somebody who talks to you, regardless of like what their status is in the industry or, or whatever, you know, that's yeah. sometimes it only takes that one moment to leave a good impression on somebody forever or a bad impression on somebody forever. You know, yeah. oh, are you like, Oh, thank God I wasn't in a bad mood at that moment. <laughs> so, okay. So I actually say this in my seminars and I'm certainly, I'm certainly not batting 100, but those, nobody stories, does, man. Th- those stories are like, everything to me for a number of reasons but like it makes me feel really good it's like dude i met you one time it was like you were so fucking nice and this was 10 years ago whatever right it's just nice to know that i had some um that i've had uh, at least to a degree some uh stability or consistency yeah right yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. but i always i it's back to how you treat your clients and 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 how you treat other people in general. I remember being a very young tattooer and being treated really poorly by other tattooers. And it's it's funny, and you guys will probably hear me probably hear me talk about this in the symposium. Same thing, but it's very important information. I w- almost made like a mental checklist, and I, it fueled me. And it was like, you know what? It just just fucking wait, dude. Just wait, because I'm gonna I'm gonna try my ass off, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be a good tattooer. You know what I mean? I, I, and and I'm not gonna be treated this way, right? And what's funny is I think in the moment you're like, I'm gonna flip this on you, but then you know if if you everything goes to plan, <clears throat> next thing you know everyone's treating you really well, and you think that if you ever got to that. A, point you just be like you know what you should treat me like a dick fuck you but you get to that point and you're like you know what doesn't even matter yeah well, that's also because nice you're a good person people, you know yeah but even if they were shitty to me but what i'm getting at is because i was treated sh- poorly by certain people and tattooers i made it my goal to and i knew that those those points of impact were just that they were impactful right like <clears throat> trauma goes two ways i think Positive trauma and negative trauma. And we really only cling to those memories, right? They're the core memories. And I cling to those moments where <clears throat> I cling to those moments where I was treated poorly. But you know what? I cling to moments where I was treated well, right? Uh, uh, a little story. Uh, Vic, I'm going to put this in my symposium, by the way. This is all new. Uh, Vic back, who I work with in Salt Lake. Uh, while this airs, a lot of people don't know that I work in Salt Lake and San Diego, at least right now. Um, and I worked with him 10 years ago. I was a kid. I, I didn't even tattoo yet. And I had really bad tattoos all over my arms. Right. I, I was like in and out of tattooing at the time. And he is not only now, but was the fucking king. He was the guy. And I went into his shop and I was so nervous. I was just like an 18 year old, like wet little noodle. <clears throat> and I was like, hey, I, I, I kind of just looking to get this arm covered up. And the, the front desk guy at Good Times, at the time it was Good Times, 
was so nice to me. And he was like, you know what? Vic has a lot of experience with that. Why don't you talk to Vic? And I was like, Vic back. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And he's like, yo, Vic, you got a minute? And Vic came over, right? Again, this guy's the, the fucking dude. Yeah. Like everyone, every city has like the guy. Yeah. Or, you know, several artists. But he was like Mount Rushmore. He was, he's the king, you know? And he came over to me. And he talked to me like a fucking human and he was super fucking nice. And he was just so genuine and so pure and gave me the time of day. I never got that done. Yeah. He's probably talked to a million kids like me, right? Yeah. I never came back and even got it done, but he just took the time yeah, that's to be super awesome, nice to me. Man. And that was impactful as well. And that's how I want people to remember me. Oh, dude, I stopped and talked to Bobby or Glendale Bully at a convention in Austin or whatever. And he was just like, the coolest motherfucker, yeah. you know? And like, that's what I want. Yeah. Right. Again, not batting a hundred, I'm sure. If you were one of those people I was mean to, my bad. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I probably didn't tell everyone I was in a bad mood this morning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, by the way, if you want to listen to Bobby's story about like how we got into tattooing and kind of his career trajectory, we did an episode with him. I think it was like episode five. Um, a year and a half ago, last time he was in town for the seminar. So you can go back and check out that episode as well. It's on YouTube, Spotify, all that good stuff. You know, uh, a ton of people will meet me and cite that. The podcast? Yeah. Really? Yes. <laughs> Dude, I loved I loved that episode. It was like, it was super, I don't Dude, really know what I said, but thank you guys for saying that. <laughs> But I will. T I, I just wanted to tell you guys. A lot of people are like, "Dude, I heard you on on the Eden podcast, and it was sick." Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. And and that's honestly that that's the reason that we do the podcast is because I want people who want to know these artists and connect with these artists on a deeper level to have that where they can hear them talk for an hour and a half. Because you know we were talking about social media and stuff. A lot of times, unless you get tattooed by that person, like you don't really know what kind of person they are. So if you want to take a deeper dive, whether you know an artist or not, I feel like that's what the podcast is really good for. Humanizing people, humanizing artists. You know, people talk a lot about competition in the industry or how it's super saturated and stuff like that, but you can't tattoo the entire world. No. Like, like, and there are a, a fucking so many amazing artists come out, but tattooing is also becoming like a lot more acceptable. So like there are more artists and more clients because of that, you know? Yeah. Just thought of hot Yo, person energy and ugly person energy. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, ugly people energy. I say it all the time. My my, I tell my son, uh, Lauren, my partner. We talk about it all the time. Ugly, ugly people energy, dude. They will both tell me something. Oh, someone said this or someone said that. I'm like, that's just ugly people energy. Don't get don't let that get to you. Yeah. That's ugly people. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that they're they're you know physically <laughs> ugly. They're internally ugly. Like. I'm not stooping to ugly people energy. And then our canvas, our client canvas yesterday said, we were talking about this and she said, and we're talking about like good people energy or, or, or you know, um, hot, a bad bitch energy. You know what yeah. I mean? And she was like, hold the door energy. Mm -hmm. And that sums it up perfectly. You're the type of person to hold the door or you're the type of person to not even care who's behind you. Mm -hmm. Hold the door energy is what I'm living for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know, I know, uh, I know you said it doesn't actually mean if you're ugly, but I just remember there's this kid in high school that he would always say like, uh, he, he meant ugly, like as in like looks wise, he's like, you can be mean or you can be ugly, but you can't be mean and ugly. You can't be both. <laughs> I was like, that was so funny. I mean, he's not entirely wrong <laughs> yeah, in the way yeah. that like we definitely get away with certain things by based off looks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we normally record the podcast on Sundays, but we don't have a free Sunday like for years. Um, and so I was like, oh, we can just record before the studio opens. We'll have plenty of time. Like we have till 12. I was like, oh wait, like I got to break everything down. So it got to be done by like 1130. And then I forgot until just now, like people, people come in before 1130 to get their shit set up. Isn't it better? It's, it's, it's more, it's like real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think there's like a, I think there's like a, um, I don't know, man. There's like a genuineness. It's like it goes back to like being personable and like having your personality on Instagram. It's like, oh shit, it's real. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, that. and that's you, this is how tattoo shops work. This is how studios work. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Do you know? Uh, have you met John Nelson? I haven't. Um, so we're doing a guest spot at his place next week. He has a podcast as well, so we're going to be on that. Yeah. Um, 
there's really only one podcast. There's actually two podcasts, and it's because Deanna's going to be on the other one. So, mm. yeah. There was three, but I don't do mine anymore. The and Grand the Creepers. Honest Tattooer one. Yeah. But no, that no, the Grand exist. Creepers. Such a cool no, John's, that's John's so good. Dude. Yeah, yeah. The, the Grand Creepers. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, uh, to plug Bobby's podcast, Grand Creepers. It's still yeah. out there if you want to go listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely old episodes. Uh, I am thinking of bringing that back in video format, and also for fans of me or fans of Ink Master or fans of Brian Black, we're considering doing a at minimum a. Uh, a short series of podcasts, just him and I. Yeah. Him and I, or him I and I and a guest. Yeah. We don't know yet. We talk about a lot of shit that we're going to do, so, you know. Yeah. If I be on the lookout, Dude, I don't know. I, we talked about it a little bit the other day, but, like, podcasting is just a lot of work, man. So much work, even, even when I was doing just the audio, I was doing that all myself. Now we have a video editor. Shout out to Landon. But, um... Dude, it's still a lot of work. I still edit all the reels and shit. We got to come in and set everything up. But yeah, podcasting's a lot of work, dude. I like your French coffee. What is that? French tea? French toast, right? What is it? French toast? It's just like cinnamony coffee. Is it good? It's fine. It's good. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, dude, you got to sell it, dude. I mean, it's. Is it good? (laughs) (laughs) Just watch my face when I drink it. <laughs> Isn't Whoa! this the sippy part on the other side? Oh, is that the sipper? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've, I, two days oh. in a row now. <laughs> and that's what's great about La La Land. You got options. <laughs> you know? <laughs> sip from this side. Sip from that side. Yeah. Let me try the real one. Oh, dude. I can't imagine your face when you try the real one. <laughs> I prefer the fake one. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Now we know. Uh, buy La La Land's coffee, but sip it from the other side. Yeah. Yeah. La La Land, you got options. I keep talking to the camera because all of filming of Ink Master, they're like, don't look at the camera. No, you can can look at it. I know. Right down the barrel. It's, it's, uh, it's like the office. Um, but I would ruin shots (laughs) because it was funny to me. I'd just be like talking to this and like, look right at the camera. Dude, you, you can't you can't look at the camera. They also like do that. You know this. They have this slow motion camera, and and the homies doing the crab walk like this. Yeah. And they're like, don't look at the camera, and you're just like, okay, cool. I'm just gonna focus on the one thing. And they're like, hold still, and you're like focusing on the one thing, and the camera's like passing your eyeballs, and you're just like, <laughs> you know, you're don't like, look at I, it. <laughs> I'm not looking. Dude, I feel like uh, if I was on a reality TV show, like I'd, I'd get kicked off because I would like constantly like looking at the camera. I'm obsessed with the office. Um and I just I just would not be able to not like get rid gym. of that shtick. Yeah. Yeah. Would you do a little smirk? Like I'll tell you what gets you out of that. Making you do like a crazy tattoo right fucking now. You're like, I don't give a f- I don't give a fuck about these cameras. Yeah. I need to do this tattoo. Yeah. yeah. You know? There's it's funny, like things that you, you you I thought that I was always aware of when the camera was on me, but there's clips of me saying shit and i'm like they got that holy shit they were they were recording me i didn't okay. know you know and you think you're whispering it but no they get everything Ooh, i remember the, the very first so <clears throat> you guys probably maybe had the same thing but our cast was very close right still still yeah. are and we have a a cast group chat yeah first episode first three episodes air and one of the comments was like, man, those mics picked up everything. Because it was like, <laughs> you just like whisper over and, you know. And then it's like, nope, they got it. And yep. it's clear as motherfucking yeah. day. You know, it is. They got it. Yeah. If, if you said it, they got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody that has watched Ink Master has a really important question for Bobby. What's his uh, hair routine? Oh, my God. Yeah. Where do you get your glasses? Where do you get your glasses? I've been working with, uh, and hoping to work with, uh, Epoque? 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 I've never been Can't told say how to... Spell it. It's E-P-O-K-H-E. And the problem is, I've been told how to say it, but I forgot because I have a baby brain. And <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone, but the the brand is super cool. The dude, the dude who... Uh, owns and reps it it's like 
just the coolest motherfucker. And the frames are super, super sick. I, I love I love the brand because he moves with the styles. He does not like, well, this is what I'm doing. He's yeah. like, no, dude, you know what's in right now? Super dope 90s vibey frames, and that's what he's doing. Yeah. But I'm trying to get <clears throat> uh some big, some big boys. Yeah. Made like through them. And then I can plug that. Yeah. Um, nice. So do you guys want to get back to my hair care routine? You yeah. can also cut what's that plug hair, out. What's the hair care routine everybody wants to know? It's the most important thing. So everyone's like, oh, dude, what's your hair care routine? This is the funniest DM for me personally that I've gotten since Ink Master. Hey, man, my best friend and I are having a, hey, dude, love you on Ink Master. Also, my best friend and I are having a debate uh, whether your hair is naturally curly or not. And I responded with, well, now I need to know who said what because I'm super invested. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, this will not change my answer, but now I this is funny yeah. to me, and I need to know who thought what. And the dude was like, something like, I'm, well, I'm a straight male, but like your hair is too nice to be naturally curly. So I said it wasn't curly. She thinks it's naturally curly. And I was like, dude, I got, I have such bad news for you. It's, this is natural for sure. Yeah. But people always ask me about my hair, my curly hair. And if you suffer from, uh, uh, CHS curly hair syndrome, then, you know, it's like, can be just a big mess. Uh, and I've had to deal with that my whole life. So it's, 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 it's less of what product I use and more of how I do it. So I just, I don't brush it unless I'm in the shower. And then when I'm in the shower, I scrub my scalp, brush it. And then I just kind of let it drip until I get out of the shower. And then I flip my hair upside down, put it in a towel, wrap it. I never do this. I just like wrap it and then uh, let it dry in the towel. And then when I take the towel off, it's a little damp still. It's kind of probably a little more damp than it is now. And then I put, I use Curl Talk. Shout out Curl Talk. They sponsor the podcast, right? <laughs> they do now. Not your mother's. <clears throat> um, but I use Curl Talk. Uh, the spray, not the mousse. The mousse sucks. But almost any leave-in conditioner will work for me. And then it just holds my curls like that. Unless, of course, I put my head out the window like a dog or go on yeah. a roller coaster. Or, you know As what I mean? One does. It, un, yeah. yeah. It's unavoidable. It's just going to be poopy. But, yeah, like, there's a lot of uh, yeah. everyday DMs about what do you put in your hair People want every to know, man. single day. It's crazy. Uh, do you ever not wear a hat or a beanie? No. And when do you get married, funny? are you going to wear a hat? <sighs> Does your hair no, just I, I, I pull here? my hair up. I pull I pull my hair up in a top knot. Yeah, I actually didn't. I did that one I, I time in the show. That. Yeah, uh, so uh, I'm really bummed we didn't get to do this. But the production team had this theory, joke theory, that my hair wasn't real, and then it was just attached to my beanies. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I was it's bald. a wig. Yeah, it's a wig. it's a wig. It's a wig on a beanie. And so I was like. You know what we should do, regardless of when I get like when the show is over, when it, whenever it's over for me, we should just have At me. Whenever, whenever you know it ends for me, um, we should just have me like at my booth and. Have me just like look around and be like, so I guess this is it. And then the light goes out and you can only see the silhouette of me. And then it switches and I've got a bald cap on and I just block <laughs> your hair and I put it on the desk and I'm just like, walk away. And it's like, oh, or, or what shit, if it's he was like, bald the whole time. What if it's not bald? What if it's like super patchy? Like, uh, like you know, in the interview when they're uh, interviewing, uh, fuck, what's his name? The dude from Parks and Rec. Oh yes, and uh, and he takes off his like hair, and it's like horrible. Yes, <laughs> like this? that's yeah, that's what it would yes. be like. Yeah, yeah. It, any version of like not having yeah. actual yeah. hair is funny. That is yeah. so funny. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll do that still because that that's funny. So funny. Yeah, I mean, I can't obviously do it there, but to some capacity. Well, um, speaking of uh, plugs, do you want to plug your clothing brand? Because I've been thinking about it nonstop. I'm super pumped. About uh, it. yeah, I, I think depending on when this airs, uh, around Christmas. 
Yeah, pro- we're doing like probably every three weeks or so. So we've got a couple more weeks. Should be sick. It'd be cool if this came out on Christmas or Christmas Eve. Christmas special. Yeah. We- hey guys, welcome to the Eden Podcast Christmas special. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Bobby Johnson. <laughs> oh, hold on. oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but who's going to listen to it on Christmas? Dude. Jews. I think people. My family. Yeah. People like, this is what happens on Christmas. I don't know about for you guys, but you get up, and if you have kids like me, you get up, you are excited to see your kids open their I don't presents. Have kids. Yeah. That would suck. You watch your kids open their presents. You have a good time. You open your presents. You maybe eat a little bit of breakfast. And in my house, we might drink some champagne. We might, we just sit around kind of for the rest of the day, right? And it's kind of cool to have like a, oh shit. That new podcast came out. Like, what are you doing? You're on your phone scrolling. You're bored now. Yeah, but when do you? I exclusively listen to podcasts when I'm driving. No other. A lot time. of people drive during the holidays. Yeah, I guess if you're going between friends and family's house. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we'll drop it on Christmas. I don't know. A little Christmas prize. Yeah, I, I don't know when you were planning on dropping this, but uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> a lot of people don't even know this, and oh they, shit, they we can we no, can no. gut it. No, we can we can we can pull this in because by then it will be announced or at least close to being announced. Juliet, I've been teasing it for months. It's my clothing brand. Uh, it's gonna be uh, every everyone seems really excited Dude, when I I'm, show them. I'm, I'm fucking stoked. I'm not gonna lie. I I think I think it's it's mostly because classically tattooers are like I'm doing a clothing brand. Well, dude, and. It's what it's it's what you assume it's going to be, right? Where it's like it's like tattoo designs on shirts and like like oh tattoo or whatever. And like I think when people see my stuff, like Juliet stuff, they're like, oh, oh, it's like a real clothing yeah. brand. And it's well, like, dude, it's not merch. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's, it's not merch. merch. It's, it's a clothing brand. Yeah, yes. I keep thinking about it, dude. I'm telling you, I'm. Fucking stoked! Right. That's that's so such bad. a good way to put it, dude. Like I th- I think that's what people are expecting. Like, dude, I'm doing. That's why I haven't even told anyone. But like, when I do tell the select few people that I am doing a clothing brand, mm-hmm. I think that they're thinking, "Oh, cool merch." It's like, no, no, dude. I, I want this to be legit from yeah. like the ground up, the packaging, the tags, the look, everything. I it's it's. I'm excited. I'm yeah. super super excited. I hope that people like it. I. Oh, dude. We'll see. It looks amazing, and I'm excited to hopefully collaborate on a shirt with Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. We're going to – I think this will make more sense when it comes out, yeah. but I think having Deanna's art on some Juliet stuff is so in the pocket. It's like – It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would love to. No. I, I want to do it with like other artists, but Deanna fits – right into the pocket of like collaborating with Juliet. It's like, it's, it's fucking perfect. Yeah. No, but literally Bobby's like, yeah, we're going to like, I'm going to send you like all the stuff. And I'm like, no, like let me, f- I'm, I'm going to buy it. Like, I don't want it for free. Like I want to give you money for it because I will fucking wear the shit out of it. Same. I mean, I, 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 and I appreciate that. I, I, I wish, I wish, I mean, I guess I do have some here, but it's not like the the actual samples yeah. that we could show it. But it's by, no, it's hopefully cool. by then Juliet. It's JulietForever.com is the website. It will be up hopefully by the time people listen to this. Yeah. JulietForever.com will be fully up. It right now it's password uh, protected, and if you subscribe to the email, you will get it like, like updates before anyone else. Yeah. No one even on the um email subscription has information on it yet, but I have a ton of email subscriptions. Shout out to everyone that's already done that. That's so fucking cool with no context. I'm just like, yo, Juliet, sign up. And people just I thought it was a shop. So a lot of people are like, dude, you're opening your own shop? What is this, Prince? What is it? And I'm like, it's, for me, to me, it's exciting. It's like, People are like, what? What is this? Like, they'll DM me, what is this? And um, honestly, if you DM me, I'll just tell you. But I love the curiosity. Yeah, I love. It's like I was telling you about like all the things that I'm doing. Like, I love certain things about clothing, and that's what I'm trying to give people. Is like things that I love. Yeah. Right. What do I love? You know, little secrets, little like feeling like you're part of the club. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's not a 
cool kids club that everyone's invited, but it, it you feel cool. Yeah. yeah I'm a part of this thing. Special. You like to feel a part of things. I think, yeah. you know? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I'm so excited. I was excited to talk about that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, you know what? I just got reminded. No one knows this, and I tried to use my shoulder there. <clears throat> this is maybe not... Actually, I think even by by then, this is exclusive. I've not told... Very few people know about this, but two weeks before I went on Ink Master, I was snowboarding, and I fell. I was with Chris. <clears throat> And I fell, and it didn't seem that hard. I, I actually smacked my head harder than anything, and I got up, and I was like, something's wrong with my arm. And I felt it, and I thought it was my collarbone, and I'm like, oh, no, my collarbone's fine. I was like, maybe my arm's out of socket, right? Because it was just like protruding bone here. And I tried to like put my arm back into place, and then Chris was like, he yelled down the hill, you okay? And I was like, mm-mm. So he came down the hill. And I was like, dude, something's wrong with my arm. I was like, feel it. Like, feel this. It's like a bone. He's like, dude, I can see it. And it was just like up like this, right? Well, it turns out my bone wasn't actually up. My shoulder was knocked down. My AC was completely severed. Oh my God. And the bone you were seeing was my AC joint being dislocated. My arm was down, right? <clears throat> so it just looked like a bone sticking up out of my shirt. This was two weeks before I was about to go on Ink Master. Uh, and I was in, I couldn't use my arm. I was in terrible pain. It, w- it wouldn't even be able, it wouldn't even lift itself. This was Friday night, Sunday, Saturday. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going. There's no way. Sunday, I was like, I'm going no matter what. I'm not going to tell them. I'm not going to tell them I'm up injured. I'm just going to go and just, hey, what's up? I'm here. And they're like, what's up with your arm? And I'm like, what do you mean? What's up with my arm? You know? And I was just going to like, yeah, make it happen. Right. Yeah. By the time I got to Ink Master, it was like weirdly usable, right? But I, I, some people have been like, yo, dude, that no, they're like, dude, I can see your shoulder on the show. I can see it poking out. <clears throat> so anyway, I somehow so you didn't get surgery or anything before that. Not yet. Did you go right? to the doctor? So it was, it was, yeah, it was graded at a three plus before I left. But well, the doctor said, high? hey, you, it was Monday. So it happened Friday. Went to the emergency room, went to a specialist Monday, and he was like, it's a three, it's graded at a three plus, and we would generally um, do surgery. But it, by then I was already kind of like, not okay, but like it was it was doing a lot better very quickly, yeah. right? And he was like, well, let's just see how you heal. Come back in six weeks, um, and, and we'll see how you heal. And I was like, well, if all goes well, I'm going to be out of the country for a hot minute, you know? Yeah. So we, I just scheduled it for like after I knew the whole show was over, right? Um, and so I went on the show. I, I we're on it the whole time. You won. <clears throat> well, I was I was on it for at least eight episodes, as we've seen. Uh, and and I, it was by the time I was now that the show, you know, episode eight, it was like pretty fully usable, other than lifting above my head a lot. But um, then I get back and go to my appointment. And he's like, <laughs> he shows me the x-ray that was, you know, before I left. And he shows me the new x-ray. And he was like, you were at a three plus when you left and you're at a five now. And I knew that it was like super protruding. And I, and I also knew that like I could do just about anything but go to the gym. I, I couldn't do push-ups or anything. So I scheduled surgery. I just have surgery for it. And... uh. Yeah, I had AC surgery, but the, I was talking to you about this the other day. I've not told anyone, and I've still not told anyone, and I won't until after the show, because I wanted everything that has happened on the sh- on the show and or is going to happen on the show to be like 100% me with no didn't want to give anyone any reasons or make me seem like I was making excuses or anything like that. I just wanted, I, I'm not an excuses guy. Right. So, um, I've just kept it to myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is the first time that I'm saying this to like a large number of people. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy, man. Wow. <clears throat> wow. So that's, I mean, pretty much a broken shoulder, like throughout the whole season. Yeah. It, <laughs> 
It's such a weird. I'm glad it got at least usable by the time you went on. That's crazy. I'm telling you right now. Hold on. Also makes me way more afraid of snowboarding than I already was. You can't be. Why did you tell her that, man? my (laughs) My son is, my son is so good at snowboarding. It's crazy. My eight-year-old, he's so good. Asshole. And I should clear this up because if he listens to this, he'll be nine by then because he's nine in a week. My nine-year-old, because he'd be like, dad, I'm nine. He's so good at snowboarding. And he sprained his elbow. I didn't even know you could do that last season. And he like, the day of, he was like, I'm never going to, I don't ever want to snowboard again. And I was like, no, that's not what we do, dude. I was like, we are going to, you're going to snowboard. And, and I was, wouldn't force him, but I was like, you should, you should want to snowboard, get right back up and get right back on it because otherwise you'll be scared of it forever. Right. Yeah. And I had him back out there in a week because, and he wanted to go by the yeah. time he started healing and he was like, oh, I just want to snowboard. Like, well, you can't cause you're hurt. Yeah. But I think that's the energy. Like you just yeah. got to get back up. Like, like imagine doing your first tattoo and it's bad because you know, who does a good one or like, okay, maybe you do, uh, you know, you do one bad tattoo and you're like, I'm never tattooing you again. Okay. Well, if that were the energy people had, no one would be good at anything. Ever. That's true. Yeah. I learned the most stuff. Excuse me. I learned the most from my faults and I did something. It was totally on me. I, it, you know, snow didn't just appear and trip me. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, <clears throat> but it was a crazy, back to my shoulder, it was a crazy injury because I'll just get to the bare bones of it. Like the injury itself is is so weird. I've never heard of it before. And then when you start telling people about it, they're like, oh yeah, my uncle did that or my cousin did that. Or it's weirdly like a very common injury, you know? And it's such a strange, it healed... I healed faster from the injury than I am with surgery Yeah, by five times. Yeah. I'm still, I think I'm at the two month mark from surgery and I'm still like struggling. Like I can't, I can't hold it up. Yeah. It is getting better. So anyway, uh, right before the show, that's got to suck that you live in park city and you can't snowboard. When can you snowboard again? So I, I told you next year, you text me and, and you were like, Whoa, that sucks. When can you snowboard again? And I was like, Oh, in the fall of 2024, of 2024, and I really thought that I was just not going to be able to snowboard this season. And I just went to a follow-up follow up, um, appointment post-surgery, and the doctor was like, "You are you? do you plan on snowboarding again? And I was like, yeah, but probably not this season. And he was like, why? He's like, my goal is to get you up there before the end of the season. So hopefully I can snowboard the end of this season but it really sucks too it's it it it, my son and and i go in the summer we go skateboarding together three or four times a week right and in the winter we snowboard three or four times a week it's crazy like last last season i was going so much that i if i had the day off i would pick my son up at three and we would just head up to woodward and just crush the mountain all afternoon and then go home yeah that's yeah. so fucking awesome that's the dude. best way to run your kid down like oh yeah like yeah because kids just have limitless en- energy he does taekwondo and stuff like that he has he has a lot of uh outlets it's suck it's it's hard to have an only child because they want entertainment all the time they don't have a little brother to argue with or sister or whatever to kind of like wear each other down get their energy out snowboarding gets my kids energy but i i I, he's he hasn't been doing that as much because i'm out i mean i take him to do it but he's just like no i don't really feel like it because he wants doesn't want to do it unless i'm with him you know um i don't know where that was headed but hopefully i can snowboard by the end of the season well we'll be in utah at the end of april so if it's a late season Let's fucking shred. I mean, if it was anything like last season, there will still be plenty of snow. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I went snowboarding in fucking June this year. Yeah. It was awesome. Where'd you go? Uh, Mammoth in California. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was, dude, it was fucking perfect. I yeah. was like in a long sleeve. It was like 60 degrees. Like, dude, June snowboarding, when you can do it, I'm telling you, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's like slush. It's like, yeah, but it, slush is like, I feel like it's like 
poor man's powder. Like you could still like carve <laughs> on it. It was still super deep. It was like, it was, it was nice, man. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Damn. That's cool. Uh, well, people are going to start coming in here pretty soon. Got anything else yeah. to tell the world? For about we, uh, the Christmas special that I'm hosting, obviously. <laughs> Let me just get the camera one more time. Look. Uh, <clears throat> world. I'm just kidding. Uh, no. Uh, hope you liked me on Winning Ink Master. Didn't hate me. Uh, no, I don't really care. Uh, I guess I care in a way that, like, I think the thing that I've come to terms with with, with uh, Ink Master and everything, with one thing that has taught me is, Yes, I care, and I want people to like me, but I can't care if you don't like me because I'm just me. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. I'm just me. So, like, if you don't like me, that sucks, but <laughs> cool. Like, All I, you I, can I do hope, is be yourself. I hope you at least like one of the other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they're all my friends. Yeah. As long as you like one of my friends, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Well, dude, I just want to say, man, thanks for coming down here again. Thanks for being on the podcast again. It's it's always like I get so much out of your seminars. I feel like I tell people this all the time, but like when it comes to tattooing, like you're like a, a mad scientist and just the passion that you have behind it. It's it's so inspiring, I think, for, for me because I love tattoos, but I think like anybody could take a lot away from it. So I'm personally super excited for your seminar on on monday um yeah thanks for being here again man yeah, yeah. Dude, really, really so it's it. so it's so fun to do these and i'll tell you what well i mean i'm sure i'll be on this podcast again but we'll do a post ink master episode and we'll talk about the results sounds good perfect awesome <laughs>